0: Let's turn to Psalm 31, Psalm 31. These last several weeks, I have been uh, uh, focusing on a theme around the idea of how we sustain during this time of crisis. You know, it's not enough for us just to hunker down and survive it, but we want to sustain through it. And by sustain through it, I mean we want to keep going, we want to keep growing We want to keep advancing the kingdom, and we want to keep serving the Lord uh, through it all. You know, the the coronavirus is not something to keep us down uh, or to bring us back, um, but we can press on and serve the Lord through it uh, as we go through it, Uh, and so we want to do that. So we're going to look at Psalm uh, 31 today. Uh, The last several weeks, I've been giving you nine different strategies uh, for sustaining <clears throat> during this time, during this season, I'll go over those all in a moment after I read the scripture. Uh, tonight, I'm going to focus on the last two, which is allow yourself to grieve and to rest. Uh, but before I read, let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your word. I pray, Father, that you'd open it up to us, speak to us clearly through your word and help us in your spirit to sustain during this season. And I pray, Father God, that your Holy Spirit would also rest on me so I can bring your word to your people. And we pray this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. In you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me. Incline your ear to me. Rescue me speedily. Be a rock of refuge for me a strong fortress to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress, and for your namesake you lead me and guide me. You take me out of the net they have hidden for me, for you are my refuge. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. I hate those who pay regard to worthless idols, but I trust in the Lord. I will rejoice and be glad in your steadfast love, because you have seen my affliction. You have known the distress of my soul, and you have not delivered me into the hand of the enemy. You have set my feet in a broad place. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. My eye is wasted from grief, my soul and my body also. For my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighing. My strength fails because of my iniquity, and my bones waste away. Because of all my adversaries, I have become a reproach, especially to my neighbors, and an object of dread to my acquaintances who see me in the street, and my acquaintances. Those who see me in the street flee from me. I have been forgotten like one who is dead. I have become like a broken vessel. For I hear the whispering of many, terror on every side, as they scheme together against me, as they plot to take my life. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hand. Rescue me from the hand of my enemies and from my persecutors. Make your face shine on your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. O Lord, let me not be put to shame, for I call upon you. Let the wicked be put to shame. Let them go silently to Sheol. Let the lying lips be mute, which speak insolently against the righteous in pride and contempt. Oh, how abundant is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you, and worked for those who take refuge in you in the sight of the children of mankind. In the cover of your presence you hide them from the plots of men. You store them in your shelter from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he has wondrously shown his steadfast love to me. When I was in a besieged city, I had said in my alarm, I am cut off from your sight. But you heard, my voice, uh, of my, you heard the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cried to you for help. Love the Lord, all you as saints. The Lord preserves the faithful, but abundantly repays the one who acts in pride. Be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord." May God bless to us this reading from His Holy Word. Well, as I said, these last uh, number of weeks, we've talked about nine different strategies to help us sustain, that is, to keep going and grow during this time of lockdown and this pandemic crisis. We talked about how we need to worship daily. We need to pray continually. We need to take responsibility for ourselves and the controllable aspects of our lives. We need to practice social distancing, but not social seclusion. We need to serve others in whatever way we can. We need to seek God-centered meaning and understanding for what we are going through. We need to resist anxiety actively and forcefully. And then the last two tonight... We need to allow ourselves to grieve and also to rest. Allow ourselves to grieve and also to rest. And when David wrote this psalm, he was clearly going through an incredibly difficult time. Uh, It was a time of struggle. It was a time where he personally was surrounded by enemies, uh, by those who were trying to attack him, uh, to bring him down. Uh, And so in that sense, uh, his situation is a bit different than ours. But right now, we are in a time of distress. We are in a time of difficulty. And even though we may not be surrounded by physical enemies right now, although you might be where you are, but even though we're not, uh, we are surrounded by viral enemies. I mean, the virus seems to be everywhere, and it's certainly sidetracked our whole world right now the global economy, our lives, uh, everything has been upended, and uh, things are changing rather drastically. And so in order to thrive during this time, to sustain during this time, we have to implement these strategies that we've been talking about, uh, and especially these last two. And you can see both of these strategies coming to play in David's psalm here. Now David begins the psalm And he says, you know, I am going to take refuge in the Lord. And this is a key thing for us. In a sense, all of these uh, strategies are about taking refuge in the Lord, where we start to look to God for our protection and our provision, where we commit our ways to God and we know that God is with us. That's all about taking refuge in the Lord making sure that our focus is on the Lord, making sure that we're looking to the Lord for the needs of our lives, making sure that uh, the Lord takes uh, the center place in our lives. It's so tempting for us to focus on all the junk that's happening around us and all the difficulties that are happening in the world. And we get all these daily reports about the number of people who have died And the number of people who are infected, and thankfully in many places in the world that number is going down right now, including here in the UK as far as we know. But we can't be complacent because the enemy is still there. The virus has not been eradicated. It's just been tamed somewhat. It's not even really been tamed. Uh, The spread of it has been slowed somewhat, uh, and the tragedy of it has been slowed somewhat. But the enemy is still there, and so we need to take refuge in the Lord. That's absolutely clear. And then David does a couple of other things here, and that's verses 1 to 8 in this psalm, by the way. Then in verses 9 to 13, what what David is doing here, in a sense, he's grieving. He's grieving. Look at what he says here. "'Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. My eye is wasted from grief, my soul and my body also.'" David is grieving so much, his eye is tired, his soul, his, 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 you know, his very being and his body has been affected by the kind of grief that David is going through. Now you might think, you know, if you've not lost a loved one to this, to this virus, to this sickness, you might think, well, I'm not grieving. But frankly, we're all grieving whether we realize it or not. We're grieving the loss of our contacts with our friends. I mean, I, one of the things I'm grieving about is not being able to give my brothers and sisters in Christ a big hug uh, and not to get a big hug from them. Um, that, that kind of contact, uh, getting to meet together with other brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, I'm grieving that. I'm grieving the loss of that. I, I'm grieving the loss of our Sunday fellowship lunches. I'm grieving the loss of the worship team Being here, and we're all leading worship together. Uh, There's so many things that we're grieving in this time, and we don't even realize fully that we are grieving, but it is essential for us to allow ourselves to grieve. We need to recognize that we are grieving. Now, the first stage of grief is denial. And uh, this is according to Elizabeth Kubler Ross, who developed the seven stages of grief. Uh, observation and the first stage is denial and frankly there's a lot of people that are denying there's still a lot of people who think the world is going to go back to the way it was there are a lot of people who think that one day we'll wake up and this will all be gone this will all be over and we'll all have the same jobs that we had before uh, we'll all have the same standards we had before. Uh, we'll, we'll all do holidays like we did before. We'll all go see family like we did before, uh, and all of those things. But life as we know it has changed dramatically, and any degree of normalcy may not be restored for a decade. Now, I know that might be shocking to some, but if you think about the time of the Great Depression, for example... Uh, which was another time of global upheaval, the whole depression season lasted about a decade. And then it ended in a global war, and I'm praying that this doesn't end in a global war. The point is that we need to allow ourselves to grieve. We need to go beyond the denial, uh, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, we need to go through those stages and get to the place where we accept things that the way they are, but we accept them with our faith firmly focused in Jesus Christ, our family faith fir- firmly focused in the Lord. We need to acknowledge our distress and our sadness. We need to recognize the effect that it's having on us physically. One of the things that's happening to me physically is that uh, I've been struggling to get my sleep patterns regulated. Do you know what? That's a sign of grief. Uh, I've been struggling to focus a lot of times. you know what? That's another indicator of grief. We need to recognize these kinds of things uh, and uh, uh, recognize what's going on in us and give ourselves some grace and give ourselves some space to recover from that. Uh, and we also need to affirm what we've lost and the reality of the situation that we're in right now. Uh, and it's great. The reality is great. What we've lost for many of us is very significant. And so we need to allow ourselves to grieve. Because if we don't, if we continue to deny our grief, uh, or we can get stuck in any one of those places. You know, you can get stuck in denial you can get stuck in anger, and right now we're seeing a lot of anger globally—protests uh, in the states, some protests here in the UK, other places around the world. That is a sign of grief, denial, anger. Uh, the next thing is going to be bargaining. You know, it, it's like going to uh, uh, Prime Minister Johnson's. Hey, Boris, uh, why don't you let us out for two hours a day? Uh, why don't you let us go play golf? I mean, that's the big thing I want to bargain with him because I think, you know, we could practice social distancing and play golf at the same time. I mean, it's a big golf course there. So, you know, I want, I, I want Boris to open up the golf courses and let, and let me go play golf or let me go to my favorite restaurant or whatever it is. You know, we, we like to bargain, you know, so we go through the denial and we get into the anger uh, and then we go through bargaining and some people in the world are doing the bargaining uh, and then we're going to hit depression And I think there are a lot of people in our societies that have not quite hit depression yet. And we need to understand that that's a normal part of grieving, being sad, sorrowful for what we've lost. And then we come to a place of acceptance. But by acceptance here, we're not saying just to say, oh, well, that's the way it is, and passively accept it. Remember, we're talking about sustaining. So acceptance for us means that we acknowledge the reality of our situation so that we can get on with living and we can embrace life fully in this new reality and discover what God wants us to do and the adventures that God has for us, which I'm sure he does. So so we need to allow ourselves to grieve as David did, and we also need to rest. Now, for many of you, you're stuck at home. You might be saying right now, Well, Rod, all I'm doing is resting. I'm not going out. I'm not going to work. You know, it seems like continual rest. I do some stuff on my computer and things like that. But if you're like me, frankly, I've been busier since the lockdown than I was before the lockdown. It's only been in the last couple of days that I've started to recognize fully what's going on, and I found myself working a lot more picking up the computer to do stuff a lot more, uh, just engaging in things more and more and more, in the lives of people more and more and more, so that I'm actually resting less and less and less. But resting here is not about sleeping, although that's a good thing to do. Uh, It's not about just putting down the computer or the phone, although those are good things to do. But resting here for David involves a number of things. First of all, he talks about how we need to trust, trust that God has you. Trust that God has got your life. Trust in the Lord is a vital part of resting. We trust in God's provision. We trust that God is for us, that God is going to take care of us. Resting also involves, according to David, remembering God's goodness. We need to remember that the coronavirus has not changed God in any way, shape, or form. God is still sovereign. God is still loving. God is still gracious and merciful. And God is still good. And so we need to remember God's goodness. And then resting also involves blessing the Lord for his faithfulness. We need to honor God, praise God, because He is faithful. And that's part of our rest, because when we remember that God is faithful, we don't try to do it all ourselves. We remember that God is going to be faithful to care for us. And the last thing for David, resting also involved encouraging others to love the Lord and wait for Him. One of the great things that we can do to rest, actually, is to remind others to love God, to love the Lord, to love Jesus for all He's done in our lives, and to wait for Him. This, this is not a passive waiting. This is an active waiting on the Lord because the Lord is going to act in our world. He is acting in our world, just like the song we sang earlier tells us, even when I don't see it, God is working. Even when I don't feel it, God is working. He never stops. He never stops working. And that is true right now. And so we really need to love the Lord as never before and understand that that's a vital part of our rest. So as we allow ourselves to grieve and as we choose rest and combine that with those other seven strategies I mentioned that will help us to sustain. And the important thing thing to remember here is that we don't do this on our own. God has given us His grace in His Son, Jesus Christ. We have been saved by grace through faith. We are in the image of Christ Jesus. Our identity is in Christ. We have the Holy Spirit of God living inside of us. We don't sustain by our own strength. It's not something we have to work up and, and give a lot of effort to do. If we will cooperate with God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, He will help us to implement all of these strategies, and God himself will empower us to sustain during this difficult season in our world and in our lives. Let's pray. Gracious God, thank you so much that your Holy Spirit is living inside of us. Thank you so much for your grace through your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for showing us who we are in Christ and the love that you have for us. And thank you that you desire good things and you give good things to your children. We love you and we worship you. And we pray, Father, as we go to you now in worship and in prayer, that you would guide us as we worship, that you'd speak to our hearts in the power of your Holy Spirit that you guide our prayers so that we can pray your prayers with the faith that you give, your faith, bringing glory and honor to Jesus Christ, our Lord. We love you and praise you and pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.